Right Now Show. I'm really excited to introduce you all to a new friend of mine. This is Gaetana. Hi. You know, quite honestly, this is not just a setup. Okay. I've, I've had a hard couple of weeks. There was like some, some sad, even tragic things that swirled around me for the past couple of weeks. It's been, yeah. it's been tough. Yeah. A couple of heavies landed on my, on my psyche. In times like that, I think yeah. it's important to know who you can turn to for a little positive uplift. And that's why today I want to introduce a new segment on the Right Now Show. This is called Positive Vibin' with Gaetana. <gasps> me! Welcome, Gaetana. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. Um, the, from the moment I met you, I just felt like you had this presence, this levity, this oh. comfort in being yourself, this Thanks. feeling like you were always going to... Now, people who know me know I'm like an eternal optimist, you yeah. know? And I'm not, I'm not sitting here all sad or anything like that. But, you know, always looking on the bright side, always like to crack a joke, whatever. But you take the bright side, and I feel like you filter it through this lens that spreads it out around everyone around you. And I want to learn really nice. about what's, what, how that works out in life for you. What, you know, what's going on in the, in the mind of Gaetana? So maybe just tell Ooh. us a little bit about, let's start with like, tell us a little bit about yourself and your life. Uh, what you do, what you like, what you, what you love, yeah. who you live with. Okay, well, I have a really, uh, well, I guess, so I wasn't always like this, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've always kind of been a bubbly human. I really do enjoy life, and I would say enthusiasm comes naturally. Uh -huh. um, but I actually used to be pretty shy um, and pretty quiet oh. um, in public. Oh. Like, if I trusted somebody, I was quite the chatterbox. Okay. But until then, not so much. So, um, as you know, I was a musician for a long time. And so I used to be very, like, afraid. I would sit. I wouldn't look up. I would keep my eyes closed uh. and hold my guitar really tight. And then after about, like, uh, I don't know, six, seven years of that, um, now I can, like, get on the mic, look straight in people's eyes, okay. you know, act like a maniac. Right. And um, so that's really a big part of what helped me open up in terms of being more willing to... I don't know, I guess stand in myself okay. or my truths as a person. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I live with a really rockin' drummer husband who's, he's pretty awesome. His name is James and I have a really adorable toddler named Leo. Great. And I will say that um, he's a big bright spot. <laughs> the older I get, you know, and the more cynicism comes into my life, the more watching children and the wonder that they get to experience, it just reminds me of the simple things in life, I guess. But I would say, too, in truth, that I am an eternal pessimist, actually. Oh. <laughs> and so everything just exceeds my expectations all the time. So. How interesting. Okay, because I'm definitely, like, I'm always, like, an yeah, eternal optimist, for sure. So how did you wind up here at this company? What do you do here, and why? Oh, so I am a customer success representative, and... Um, I get to help people have a great experience here at Buyer's Edge, which I really love. And actually, <clears throat> during all those years that I was touring with my band and running that and doing fronting the band and writing and things like that, I actually also worked with my dad, who is, was a consultant at the time for Buyer's Edge, and I was a national sales rep for 
another company that we worked with, and then I continued to consult with him over time. So while I was <laughs> playing gigs at night, I was going into places and pitching them by day, um, which was pretty intense. Um, and yeah, so I was working for him at the time, and then he was coming here to Buyer's Edge, and uh, he didn't tell them that I was his kid. Oh, but, but he I like was like, that. "Hey, can you give this girl a chance? See if she would fit?" Because you know, I was going to be working with him for that year. Got um, it. And that's how that kind of happened. Cool. How would you describe the music that you were playing? <sighs> that's it. Well, I guess the big umbrella would be like alternative rock. Okay. I would definitely say it was alt rock, but with a heavy influence on. Um, I love songwriting, so it was all about the, the writing. Okay. Yeah. Who are some of your musical influences? Well, definitely Lady Gaga in right terms on. of a performer. <laughs> but I love... She does um, rock. Yeah. Nick Drake is a favorite of mine. Okay, got it. Um, I love Leonard Cohen. Uh-huh. Uh, Serious songwriters. Buffy St. Marie. Yeah, okay. like, you know. Yeah. So it's like the, the Leonard Dylan. Cohen songwriting with the like lady gaga sort of uh, attitude yeah pr presentation 100 percent with right. like saint vincent and tune yards mm. like dreams of artistic vision okay <laughs> right on um we'll have to make a playlist with yeah all i was these, gonna yeah. say we're going deep here <laughs> um did i tell you i saw saint vincent like at a, at a, at a young at an early stage oh. it, was pretty, it was it was fun was it amazing she was she blew me away the first time i saw her and it was in like a so you know i'm i I can't say like, oh, the smallest club ever, but it was like, a, I don't know. I went to, she was playing some kind of like absolute vodka sponsored thing, nice. in like an art gallery that oh, I got cool. on some list and got to go. And I, and I had never heard of her. And I was like, whoa, she's awesome. Then the next time I saw her, she was on stage with David Byrne. Yep. Yeah. Sick guitar player. She's amazing. Phenomenal songwriter. So, um... Do you miss that music? I mean, I've, I've played music and played yeah. a lot of gigs in my life, but never really as a touring musician. That's a whole yeah. other world. Yeah. Life on the road for real. Yeah. You know, what, what was your takeaway from that? Or A lot of gratitude for simple comforts. Oh, interesting. Like running water and a bathroom. I mean, I legitimately lived in my van for five years, yeah. like sleeping in Walmart parking lots late at night after gigs and stuff. And... Yeah, just making it by. So uh, I really, and also it taught me a lot about being grateful for what I have and also just the immense like capacity of kindness in people mm. because you, when you're out there playing every night, you know, for me, my drive was always like, I want to give people an experience that transcends them from their daily life. Like, I'm going to go crazy mm. so that they just get to witness something insane in the middle of nowhere or in their city, whatever. And um, I put a lot of effort into that. And then afterwards, just getting to connect with people and hearing their experience, I just felt like humans are just really fascinating and overall just seem to really want to be loved. So mm. it was a fun experience to get to really connect with people in that way and then sort of witness it over and over and over as we, you know, returned back places and saw the same folks and things like that. But it was also really hard right? <laughs> and a grind. So, um, yeah. That's it's, a it's badass route <laughs> to this company. I just, I just, I just like rode a wave of like cushy office jobs. <laughs> <laughs> to get here. <laughs> well, actually, I was a preschool teacher for a long time, and I loved, you see, know, I totally playing on the. Yeah, yeah I, I loved playing on the side, and then I just, 
I really wanted in my 20s. Like, I just wanted to give it a shot. And I didn't yeah. really care about, like, where I got to. I just wanted to, I wanted to know what that experience would be like. And I knew that when I was older, I wouldn't want, I had seen my friends tour and I knew it was going to be a rough life. So right. I just saddled up and said, let's see what happens. Yeah. That, there's something to that, too. I would always encourage someone to, like, go live it up in your 20s. Yeah. Like, you know, get out of your hometown, go live in a city, go travel, go do something weird, go work yeah. at a ski mountain, go, you know, whatever. Uh, so, so good for you on that. So um, what, what do you think, like, kind of, uh, you know, you, you definitely, I think, your personality is defined by this spirit <laughs> that you bring. And what, what do you think that came from what what you think that's nature nurture something you learned something you worked at where did you develop that from um well I feel like in part it was definitely something I was born with I mean apparently you know at my uh second birthday I came out and said ladies and geminals welcome to the Tana show you know so okay. I was always ready to have a good time I okay. guess um but I really uh I really feel like it comes from I, I love stories and I love people. I like genuinely. Like I know people like say that, but I'm I'm really fascinated by humans. Like yeah. we're really interesting creatures all the way across the gamut. The sad stuff, the heavy stuff, sure. and you know, I've been through different things in my life that were really really challenging, and I feel like as a result, it taught me like, you know, the there's just things in life that are going to happen to me, whether I like it or not, that are just going to be hard and heavy. Mm. And so when the getting is good, I want to get the good, you know? Right. And when I see someone else that's also there, like I want to be the thing that I want to see in the world. Mm. That's kind of, that's always been my little motto is like that be the change you wish right. to see in the world. Like right. I really want to be that because we're all, Everybody has a hard time, I think, sometimes, which sure. is why I love being in customer experience, because oftentimes, even when I'm on the phone with like members, sometimes it's not just about like the tech or the benefits that they're getting, but honestly, just being someone to like listen to them and they're going through so much and then being able to offer them a solution is like pretty awesome, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> they're out there in the trenches doing the creative work. And so I kind of look at them when I'm calling like, I relate it back to my tiredness and exhaustion when I was like running my own business and working so hard and mm. down in the trenches and how inundated and overwhelmed I could feel. It helps me kind of like, I don't know, have that compassion. Because now I have this awesome job. Mm. I have a sweet family, a warm bed, food, right. water. Like it's all there. Right, right, right. <laughs> and to clarify, when you say running your business, you mean the band? or Yeah, the yeah, band, okay. the band, right yeah. I mean, I definitely helped with the consulting stuff, but I mostly did administrative yeah. and sales stuff with Got him it. on that end. So what are, um, and by the way, I love your, pers your perspective, sorry, thank you. By the way, I love your perspective on customer service or customer success. I mean, I think that's not necessarily something that we're always thinking about or even teaching to our, to our customer success teams is like the value of being a good listener mm. uh, uh, is um, as valuable to, to them as it is to, for us to be, I don't know, selling them the next piece of software or teaching them even how to use our programs better. Just totally sh showing empathy and sympathy and good listening is what I think is going to help create good customer relationships. Oh, 100%. And it's, I think, you know, 
I don't know why my brain just stopped right, right. there. <laughs> I will um, move on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, so do you have any, um, and if you don't, it's fine. Do you have any like, I don't know, tools or um, like little mental exercises or anything that you do to help kind of, you know, reframe, like, you know, uh, when we get frustrated or when we're irritated or yes. when we are uh, feeling anxious, you know, what kinds of tools do you use? Well, I'm definitely like a podcast junkie and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk and plug a show, but there's sure. a happiness lab by Dr. Lori Santos and okay. it's amazing okay. and it's science backed and she's a professor at Yale and it's all oh. about the science of our happiness. I'll check it out. So I listen happiness to that. Happiness lab. Yeah, the happiness all lab. Right. I listen to it every day on the way to work because it just gives me oh. like a little thing to What was think it about, about today? I didn't listen to it today. Actually, I went for music. Okay. So I guess I shouldn't say every day, okay, but fine. most often. It's fine. Um, right now she's doing like history. So the last episode I listened to was about like the Trojans and um, this epic poem and all the struggles that the um, main character goes through and how one of his main things is focusing on the hope of the future. But, Got it. Um, the Iliad? Like what poem? Uh, it's actually not Homer. It's okay. the Roman version. It's, um, I, I don't have as much, what is his name? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, no. I can't remember. Okay, whatever. It's, I'm sorry, it, this is whatever. terrible. It doesn't matter. Anyways. <laughs> it gets edited out if um, you don't like it. Yeah, just cut it. Um, okay, but, okay, so the tools. Yes, the tools. How are you doing? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the first tool that I really use every single day is my focus is to stay in the day. So one of the things I learned as a musician, because I, I don't have stage fright, but I always got nervous before I went on stage, no matter how many shows. I mean, mm. I played literally thousands of shows, mm. and I was still nervous. And so, I remember the first time I went walked on stage yeah. and wasn't nervous. Oh, that's I, cool. Yeah, I, I, I remember noting that, that I was like, oh, I just walked on stage and sat down behind my drums and wasn't nervous. I didn't, like, pee four times. Yeah. <laughs> And like, you know, I wasn't like standing there biting my nails like for the whole thing. And I was able to like have a meal without like, you know, picking around it because I was, oh, that's and then I remember, I remember like the first time I like, got on stage, I was like, oh, I wasn't nervous this time. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. I don't, I don't know if I've ever fully felt that way. Um, and so my thing was having a routine to yeah. direct my focus. So I always had like the same warm up routine. Got it. So I apply the same thing in my daily life because uh. The world is like, not that I'm always nervous, but the world is just, I never know what's going to get thrown my way. So in order to kind of release my expectations and stay in the day, I usually wake up, I sit with my coffee, you know, I just let myself come down and I just think about my day, like mm. what's happening today, what's on the docket, where am I heading? Okay. And then I just turn it over to whatever's out there and just see what happens. And so do you do this before your family is up, let's say? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. You get up early I, to, to spend this time by yourself. Yeah. Because I, you know, with a toddler, it's kind of like <laughs> once the cute little beast is up, it's over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? No, I stay in the moment with him too. Okay. But, but so that's what I do. But I work really hard at it because it doesn't come naturally to me. Okay. I tend to go backwards and forwards a lot. So staying in the day is like, that's why it's intentional for me. Okay. And then the second tool I use to do that is like, I'll just look up a five minute mindfulness meditation. Like sometimes I'll set a timer on my phone, just focus on my breathing. Because especially with breath, um, it helps us calm like our vagus nerve, which there's tons and tons of studies coming out okay. now of the importance of that. What is that vagus nerve? 
So the vagus nerve is, so they've been studying the nervous system, all these scientists, and what they're discovering is the vagus nerve is what triggers like our fight, flight, or freeze. Okay. And oftentimes in modern society, our bodies respond that way to things that, you know, it's not a lion chasing after us, right? But it's like, oh, our deadline got moved up to right. 10 minutes from now. Right. And so our bodies are coming from this primal place and the vagus nerve reacts and it gets okay. super stimulated and it's like, do something now. So breathing and like focusing down on it actually starts to, it's for whatever reason, and they've scientifically proven it, if you breathe in for like four, hold it for four and breathe out for eight. So as long as you breathe in shorter than you breathe out, so okay. let a long out, um, it'll actually bring down the cortisol in your body, bring down your vagus oh. nerve and calm your nervous system. Oh. So you can think clearly because when your vagus nerve is, tri is triggered, when your vagus nerve is triggered, it's really difficult to think logically because uh -huh. your body is panicked like a lion's running after you. So that's why I use the mindfulness okay. meditation because it gives me daily practice because, you know, I'm a musician, so I love to practice. Okay. It gives me a daily practice to learn how to identify when my vagus nerve is like out of whack and like calm it down. And so when you're doing this meditation, are you yeah. thinking about that? Are you thinking about that vagus nerve? Are you just, you're just no. contemplating... I just let just this thing breath. do whatever it's doing you up said, there. You, you said maybe look up, like, is this something you look up, like, on YouTube or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Sometimes okay. I'll just Google five-minute mindfulness and okay. just see where that takes me. Okay. Sometimes I'll pick, like, a very calming music. Sometimes I'll even do it walking. Like, if I'm especially mm. energetic, I'll just take a walk, focus on the walking. But essentially, mindfulness, in my experience, can be anything. It's just the idea of, like, for five minutes... I'm just focusing on like what I'm presently doing right. in like a contemplative way. I have but never... not listening to music. Not sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I kind of. Uh, I think I'm the kind of person where if it's, I like to mix it up. Okay. Like different exercises. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Do you ever practice meditation? I do sometimes, yeah. but I also, um, I, I would say, meditation is the thing that I know is the best for me, but I'm not doing. Yes, the hardest. So, like, I know that exercise is good for me, and I exercise a lot. I know that eating healthy foods is good for me, and I eat healthy foods a lot. I know that putting my phone down and, and, yeah. and not looking at screens is good for me, and I try to take time to do that every day. Yeah. But for years, I've known that, like, I, I just feel like mind, um, uh, meditation is the thing that's the best for me that I'm not doing. And I do go through, like, bouts of yoga, and, like, yeah. I always love it when I do it. But then, yeah, I'm just not really meditating, and I, 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 I'm feeling inspired like I ought to be. Well, I wonder, I wonder though, if, like, maybe that exercise is meditative. Yeah, I think you. in a way it is. Because I think one thing that I used to make the mistake of, I feel like, is, like, there's so much out there about meditation that it's, like, supposed to be super structured and all of this. Sure. Which I'm, like, not great at sure. sometimes so that's why I kind of look at mindfulness like just like the focus on the thing mm -hmm. and then it's whatever five minutes of that I'm doing like sure. even right now it could be meditative because I'm listening and sure. then I'm thinking and then I'm responding you know it's just kind mm. of like allow it to be a little like more like I don't know like you're probably already doing it well so here's what I sort of feel maybe not though yeah, I mean, perhaps not. <laughs> I'll tell you what I, what, what I think about that. My, my state of mind is like my brain's always kind of working like really, I feel like it's always working really hard and like yeah. really fast. 
And so um, I definitely tend towards that. Like, you know, I'm very energetic and kind of like I can be sort of manic. And so for me, with some of the like sports and exercise that I do, like yeah. um, I've gotten recently into rock climbing in Ooh, the in climbing yeah. gym. What I really like about that, um, I used to get this from playing basketball, but I don't really play basketball anymore for a different reason. But it's like there's not really room in my brain to think about anything else. And so I like that. Yeah, that's I it. get the same thing from drumming. Yeah, from playing that's the drums. it. It's like so, so there, it's, it, I think it's on the spectrum of meditation. Yes. But it's different. I feel like meditation is really like, um, I think of it as sort of, in a way, like disconnecting from, from almost everything else yeah. in the world to just focus on what's in my mind and trying to find almost like an empty space or a hollow space in my mind mm. to, to like find like this, this point of clarity. The, the, the rock climbing, yeah. I think, is like giving over my mind fully to this external force, which is like you have to solve this problem using a physical and mental, oh, okay. you know what I mean? And, it's, and like basketball, like playing basketball was like the same way for me. It was like there was so much going on that I didn't have time to think about my job or the fact that I should call my grandma more often or that, that, uh, that obnoxious thing I said to my wife or you know whatever it is oh, we all do it. <laughs> so like because i also i also really enjoy running yes. now running for me is different it's like running is um i like with all that oxygen moving yes. and all the blood pumping i like to think when i run i get i feel like when i'm running i get a lot of clarity on some of these issues that are plaguing me yeah i can i can dig into why i said the obnoxious thing to my wife what was behind that how can i be better about that next time Versus, like, for some of these other activities, like, let's say, the drumming, mm. there's not really room in my brain to think about anything but serving the music. And that's refreshing for me because, like, for once, my brain's not thinking about all these other things all the time. Mm. So maybe the running is more meditative. It might, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But in a way, I do think it's on one, one spectrum. But I, I think that it feels different. Like, maybe, I, you know, I do some yoga, and that gets pretty close. But I think it feels different to sit and do what you did and like just just spend five minutes breathing and sort of like acknowledging your thoughts but allowing them to sort of drift away there's a different kind of oh i get what you're saying serenity in that i think totally yeah i'm a big fan of that word serenity yeah that's like my dream in life yeah <laughs> that's that's my ideal that's what i'm yeah. shooting for <laughs> yeah so um go ahead yeah well, and I did, I forgot one more tool okay. that I was going to talk about. Please, sure. But, okay. So the other tool that um, is really important to me that I actually am really excited about is I like to participate in causes that I care about. Okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of things that worry me in the world, right? Or things that I care about that I feel like I have, I'm totally powerless over. So the one way I feel like I can make a difference is by participating in, even if it's a small way, whether it's like hearing someone out that maybe I feel like isn't heard enough uh. or doing something for someone. So one thing that we do have here are employee resource groups, which when I was working remotely, I signed up with immediately. Okay. I love it. I'm in the pride group and I'm in established and the diversity uh -huh. committee. And so the company really cares a lot about what we do and think and how that's going to direct our culture as a company, which I really value a mm. lot. But also we get to participate in other exciting things like the Callan Lord 
5K or 10K, <laughs> which, P.S., I am not a runner, but I okay. want to be. Oh. Like, I'm a walker. I'm an avid walker. Okay. But with the toddler thing, I need to do twice the amount of exercise and half the amount of time. So, like, sure. running is very exciting. Sure. And so that's something I'm going to be doing. So that's, like, my little fo- focus. It's my little carrot at the end of the, Got um, it. you know, rough life stuff stick. Got it. So, <laughs> so I'm really glad that you're going to participate in that. So Cal yeah. and Lord is an organization. They're a community health organization based yes. in New York City. They provide um, health care, um, even, even if they have to provide it for free to people, um, particularly people in the LGBTQ plus community. Totally. Um, and they believe that health care is a human right. And so yes. I think that's really important. Um, there's an amazing, amazing story, a long piece that was written in the New York Times um, a couple years ago about um, the work that Cal and Lord was doing when New York got hit super hard by the pandemic mm. and just how they were caring for these people who were having a really hard time finding health care. I found it very inspiring. Um, and so the Rainbow Run yes. is uh, a... Uh, um, uh, an event that they host every year, and I've participated, I think, in the last for the last four years. That's amazing. Yeah, it's and it's fun. And this year, um, I think we're going to try to get as many people from our various offices and companies yes. to participate. Do it. Make a small donation. You go. You can run, walk, roll, or if you want to just cheer on your buddies. Yeah. Um, and then um, all in the name of um, human rights and healthcare and. Um, and then hopefully in some of our offices, if we can get them to participate and we'll maybe have some healthy or less healthy snacks after yes. healthy or less healthy drinks. I love drinks. all the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> We're a snack neutral company, yeah. so you can have yeah. all the snacks. <laughs> exactly. Right, right upstairs. We have bananas and Doritos. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> so... How does that relate to your feel to, to you your your positivity? How does participating in I mean I for me that's clear. It's like yeah. First of all, you're going outside for in the fresh air. Yes. Healthy and and uplifting positive decision. You're exercising, yeah. which is hard <laughs> to find um, any scientific studies that say that's bad for you. Truth. And then <laughs> um, contributing to a cause which is going to help others, um, and and that's uh, you know. Uh, like a, a small miracle that you can perform. I mean, I feel like I feel like the thing that I get from it is just feeling forward progress. Because mm. I think sometimes, as that, like as I was saying in the beginning, like being an eternal pessimist, it's like sometimes I can get kind of hopeless about things. Like, mm. oh, it's never going to change. Look at all this work. Look at all. I mean, you know. I'm very passionate in the work I do. I write a lot of letters to people that live in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and, you know, it's... Um, How's that going? You know, it's a lot of writing. I've got yeah, you get a lot back? <laughs> actually, I do. Oh. I do. I actually recently, in the town of Marlboro, I contacted the mayor's office and the town council because Massachusetts has a... The DCN does something where you can plant more trees in your town. Mm. And so I contacted them and I put it all together and I sent it along and they called me. Amazing. The next Next day, it was Amazing. great. I, I, so, I, I appreciate that level of initiative. <laughs> well, I want to make a good world for the people who are here now and and my kiddo. And, you know, I'm just one human. That's all. Sure. But, like, when I get to participate in something like the Rainbow Run where I have loved ones that are part of that. That was probably really loud. Sorry. I have loved ones that are part of the LGBT 
Q plus community. I'm part of it. Right. And, you know, I get to just be out and I get to be seen and I get to show love for people that I love in this really, really tangible way, which right. I don't know if it's an artist, but like, who doesn't love finger painting, you right. know? And finger painting is this tactile experience. And at the end, you just have a painting, but you did something. And sure. so for me, completing that task around something I'm really passionate about, around something that can be really painful and heavy, it makes me feel that progress. Mm. And that's kind of what pulls me out of the funk a little bit. Like I did what I could do, even if it isn't huge, it's, you know, the macro micro, like we're just a little human on a giant earth and a big universe spinning black holes around us. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, there's also the protons and neurons inside of an atom that make up everything. Sure. So it's like, to me, it's like, that's like a little like proton neutron, like maybe no one will see it. Got maybe it. a couple electrons will see it going around, Got you know, but. But if you toss a couple protons exactly, out there. Exactly, if we then, yeah, keep the, it rolling, the, you know. Right. You've, you've, you've tipped the scales of the world, at least for that one afternoon. We've to, tipped to, the scales, we, yeah, we. Sure. That's the big, that's another part. Community is really important to me. Because uh, eternal pessimists, we think we're always alone, which is BS. Okay. I'm not alone. There's a lot of us, you know? Right. So, the, so that part of it helps me too, feeling a yeah. part of big way. Yeah, big way. Well, um, I want to thank you so much for taking time to uh, <laughs> hang out and that. talk to me. Thanks I'm for really grateful me. that you've come into my life in the last <laughs> year. I think you're a really special person. Thank you. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really uh, take the time. I'm gonna look for like those five minutes to spend that time Aww. with myself in the, in the next, you know, well, couple weeks. I'm gonna come over to that office and see if you found it. Okay. Because that Please would be cool. Me. Please check on me. That I won't mind cool. at all. Maybe someday we could do one together. We could just, we could just have a quiet video where we're all just sitting here with our eyes closed, you know, breathing in for five minutes. Well, let's have you on next time and you can okay. lead us through that. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Gaetana Gray, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Well,